0: Democracy. 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 For a strong Europe of cultures and regions. E' anche importante, anche also important, even if the word democracy quella crucial in our time. European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. On the 11th of November 2019, the city of Venice was completely flooded. The water rose to 1.87 metres above sea level, causing extensive damage. It wasn't the first time that Venice had been flooded. It is actually linked to a recurring phenomenon called aqua alta, or high waters. One of Venice's peculiarities is that the city was entirely built on water. The city extends over a set of 121 small islands, all separated by canals and connected by hundreds of bridges. The city is therefore exposed to tides, as well as other natural phenomena such as the so-called scirocco wind, which helps draw the water back during high tides. Although the Aqua Alta is intimately linked to the history of Venice and its geography, it has been getting much worse. Pier Paolo Compostrini is director of the Consortium for the Coordination of Research Activities Concerning the Venice Lagoon System. On 31st of August 2020, he spoke at a conference titled Climate Change and Sea Level Rise – The Role of Europe in Potential Disruption and Possible Solutions, organised in Venice by the Institute of European Democrats. You have to think that in the year 828, the mean sea level was uh, around one meter lower than uh, the, the level of today. This was not uh, the main issue for the Republic uh, during uh, its 1,000th uh, year of its history. Simply, the city was uh, built higher and higher, more or less everywhere. Today, the situation is different. The Aqua Alta of 2019 was the second most important event in history since 1966. Since then, however, the Aqua Alta has become even more recurrent. The municipality of Venice recorded 92 instances between 2010 and 2019, compared to 30 each decade between 1960 and 1990. This means that the Aqua Alta is three times likelier to happen today than it was in the 1950s. The most direct causes for the worsening of the situation are first and foremost local. In 1930, industrialists first installed methane extraction infrastructure in the lagoon. These actions weakened the soil and the continuous digging activity since and the consequent establishment of new canals aimed at facilitating the transit of oil tankers and cruise ships, ease the penetration of water into the lagoon. But there is also a global cause. Luigi Brugnaro, the mayor of Venice, pointed this out on the same evening of the disaster in November 2019. Those are the effects of the climate that weigh heavily on the whole world and Venice even more. A report published by the Institute of European Democrats IED in March this year titled Sea Level Rise identifies the three main causes which similarly affect Venice. Number one As the sea temperature rises water expands. This explains half of the sea level that has been gained over the last 25 years. Number two. Due to rising sea temperatures, glaciers melt during summertime and do not freeze again in winter. Number three. The ice sheets in Greenland and Antarctica are melting three times faster than observed in 2007. Today the economic activities and the cultural heritage of coastal areas such as Venice are seriously threatened by global warming. According to the worst case scenario, assuming the total disappearance of ice sheets, sea levels could rise by 5 to 7 meters. The situation would then become impossible to manage. This podcast is a part of Europod, the first network of podcasts on Europe. Politics, economics, culture. Search for Europod in your browser or directly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and all listening platforms. Europod. Europe at your ears. If it is true that today there are many coastal cities that are threatened, the case of Venice is particularly emblematic. Nicknamed the City of the Doge, Venice is an architectural jewel. In 1987, the city officially became a UNESCO World Heritage Site. However, the existential threat faced by the city of the Doge might finally awaken people to its plight. It could make people aware of the phenomenon of rising waters, argues Francesco Rutelli, who is president of the IED. Venice is the very iconic place in the world where people asks what can we do what must be done is it possible to to change the trends is it possible to preempt or to adapt efficiently that's the debate but how do we proceed concretely most of the solutions at hand are local the report published by the IED in March 2020 contains a collection of scientific articles illustrated with graphs maps and infographics suggested solutions include one planting trees or other kinds of vegetation like mangroves establishing peatlands and wetlands number two paying attention to urban planning and the architecture of coastal areas concerning venice it suggests increasing the resilience of buildings drawing on their own characteristics Buildings should be strengthened where they appear weaker, based on data collected following extreme weather events. And three, building seawalls and installing drainage systems, which could be useful to contain rising water or facilitate its dispersion. Venice's authorities have decided to prioritize the third suggestion, through an infrastructural project called MOES, Mose foresees the establishment of 78 artificial dikes along the lagoon. The infrastructure is capable of blocking a sea level rise as long as it ranges between 1.10 metres and 3 metres of height. It was conceived as early as 1991 and the project was started in 2003. The project is nevertheless controversial for many reasons. Firstly, MOS was very expensive to build and still requires huge maintenance costs. Secondly, its effectiveness is also contested. And thirdly, several corruption scandals have marred the construction phase. European Democracy Lab Podcast The European Union has co financed MOES, but can the EU do more to help the city? The EU does not have an exclusive competence on this issue, but it can support policies in the field of culture and tourism. However, the EU could also draw on its shared competencies in the field of environmental issues and spur concrete actions through the Green Deal plan. The Green Deal is one of the European Commission's flagship projects for the upcoming years. It aims at reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 55% until 2030. The Green Deal also includes a research pillar, aimed in particular at encouraging the development of innovation. The President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, made this point on September 16th during her State of the Union speech. The mission of the European Green Deal involves much more than cutting emissions. This is important. But it is about making systemic modernization across our economy, society and industry. The Green Deal is currently being discussed by the European institutions and should be implemented in the coming months. Until then, it remains unknown whether Venice will benefit from the related plan of investments. Meanwhile, Antonio Navarra, President of the Euro-Mediterranean Center on Climate Change, who spoke at the conference organized by the IED in August, has suggested to rely much more on research programs to anticipate and manage these kinds of incidents. In particular, he cited the Copernicus program, the European Union's Earth Observation program. Thanks to this program, through models, precise forecasts could be made. Similarly, a forecast was made during the exceptional Aqua Alta observed in 2019. This forecast started three days before and was forecasting a sea level of 150 centimeters uh, for the Aqua Alta that was still short of 180 centimeters were effectively observed, but three days ahead the model was capable to give you a warning that something really exceptional was going to happen. So I think that uh, we have the tools, we have the science, we have the talent to actually being able to set up these systems that uh, will allow to moderate the worst effects of climate change. The European Union needs to mobilize the talents of its citizens. And more generally, each citizen must commit themselves to protecting Venice's heritage. Jan Verling is a French ambassador for the environment. I often find that people don't quite understand what climate change means. Today, the repeated heat waves or the lack of water yes, that worries. But the images of a Venice underwater. Their people begin to understand what it is. We have to make more place to the citizens. It's something we have to explore more and more. In a world disrupted by climate change, the rise of sea levels represents a crucial challenge for the future of cities, communities, and more generally of our ecosystems and our cultural heritage. Venice is a perfect example. The effects of rising sea levels and oceans must be countered now. Today, the challenge is to mobilise the EU comprising individual member states and citizens. The European Democracy Lab podcast is a series by the Institute of European Democrats, a think tank and political foundation financed by the European Parliament. You can find more about this podcast and learn about our activities on the website www.iedonline.eu. Thank you.